All right. Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. It is always... Wait a second. Mr. Jake Peters is not here today. Jake is on assignment. He has been out far away working very, very, very difficult. We put out a message to you all on YouTube, and I said we would have a podcast up for you on Wednesday. Jake is unavailable, and I'm unavailable the rest of the week because this is just how it works sometimes. But I appreciate your listening. And with that being said, we are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 276 in the show where we share our feeling about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81. And Jake, although he's not here today, can be found at jakesaw01. Jake is my eternal sidekick in this podcast thing that we do but he is just unavailable for today's show so i'm going at it alone for the first time breaking new ground going to be a difficult weird podcast for me to do because there's really no one to bounce any ideas off of but you can write us if you want to write us sean did this recently and he is a patron he's a patron of the show and you can write us at ps this is awesome at gmail.com and most importantly don't forget to share the show with your friends and be sure you leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit and as a reminder we're a video podcast as well and you can watch the show and uh on youtube and you can check out the cool little picture i have up of of mr jake peters right now on this episode and if you are new I apologize in advance, but if you're a long-time listener, you know what we do. You know how we bring it normally, but we do have a Patreon where you can support the show at $1 a month. The level is called the One and Only $1 Club, so head over to patreon.com slash awesome, become a $1 patron, and get a free die-cut vinyl sticker in the mail and a shout-out on the show. Usually this is where I would say, without out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today? But he's not here. So I will tell you some crazy things that have been happening lately. And I do want to, before we get started, I want to say that you guys keep this show alive. The few listeners that we have, um, you guys tune in, you write kind things all the time. And uh, my conscience got the better side of me here. When, when Jake said he couldn't couldn't do the podcast tonight, I was just like, I got to put something up. I got to do 276, even if it means I go at it alone. I wasn't going to try to bother LJ last minute. I was going to try to bring my brother in who has not been on a show yet. I wasn't going to try to bother, bother Jacob's brother Josh to bring on the show. We've had a few guests, but... It's a little too last minute, and I and I think I kind of did plan on Jake being available, and, and I'm not throwing shade. He just got caught up at work longer than he meant to, and by the time he gets home, I'm going to be not wanting to do this. And he definitely needs to get some food in him and get to bed, and uh, he's waking up at 5 in the morning every morning. I'm getting up at 6 every morning. We're recording this on the week weekday now. If you want to know why we're doing this today – Rather than earlier in releasing the show on our regular schedule, which is usually on Mondays, just go to YouTube and listen to my uh, little uh, video there that I put up there. But yeah, so this is this is what we're going to be talking about, what we're doing, how we're doing. I've had an exciting week. Uh, work's been busy. Everything's been good. I've been diving into some games, been getting kind of excited with the change of weather. Um, but there is something really funny uh, that happened. Not funny. Funny because nobody got hurt, but also um, funny because it was just one of those things. So uh, for those who don't know, and you probably don't, two things maybe I'll put in here. Um, my father and I 
are in a golf league. I am not a great golfer. My father's retired. He's 68, 69 soon. He, uh, he is not the best golfer either. We're both named Fred. Uh, it's really bizarre. We share a birthday, not to get too personal, but it, uh, we've got a good relationship. And uh, he asked me to be a part of this golf league. And uh, I, I said, sure, if you can foot the bill because I don't have it like that. And uh, so we, we struck this agreement that, yeah, he'll pay for my golf and I'll carry the team the best I can and uh, we can just hang out. So good deal. Um, I do pay the pay for the car every day or every Monday. We do it on Mondays. And uh, anyway, so he missed last he missed last week's round, which was day one of the golf outing. So I got paired up with this dude who was really, really, really good. And uh, we ended up placing first amongst like 20 teams because the guy was just a monster. The guy was I was partnered with. But uh, that aside, I was really nervous about that happening game because his back has been messed up a little bit, right? So anyways, I opt to drive us this past Monday and uh, I do so and uh, we are at a stop stop sign and there's a traffic accident that occurs right in front of us. This guy pulls out in front of somebody and you, you can just see it in slow motion. It's really, really crazy, really weird. And, uh, you know, his instinct is to like, well, now, now we got to wait around because we're witnesses of this. We we saw this thing happen, you know. In case there's any kind of doubt, what happened? This person, I said, no, no, no. I said we got to get the golf. So uh, I peeled around the accident, and uh, everyone was fine. I mean, they were already moving their cars off the road. Um, everybody was seemingly fine enough. But that was the first thing that was kind of funny and weird. Anyways, we played golf, and we did absolutely terrible. So now we're like ranked 17th in the league after uh, after just one game with our true potential. Um, but on top of that, uh, uh, Mr. Sean was in town and I missed him. Um, so I wanted to do a public apology to him. Uh, it just didn't shake out this time around. The schedules have been really, really tough right now. The weather's getting nicer and uh, you can't blame the weather for everything. But I, I, you know, we had gigs on Friday. We had a really big gig on Friday at this place called the Ironworks and it turned out really, really well. They want to have us back, which is awesome. And then Saturday, I went and did a show in Erie, Pennsylvania at this place called Jekyll and Hyde's. It was a singer-songwriter thing I got invited down to do, and I did that, and it was fun. Another late, late night. Uh, we have this bathroom trim we're working on in the, in the bathroom. We, you know, I've never, never installed trim into tile before, especially when you, you pay to have nice tile work done. You don't really want to drill into it and cause problems. So with all our old trim, I had to sand down and get it all prepped and we're pretty much there uh the wife's putting in some wallpaper um i need to help her with that so we've got a lot of home projects going on we're tired i'm gigging i'm working full time we're doing the podcast best we can so apologies to the listeners and i know you guys are so cool you're probably thinking dude don't apologize it's just uh we're just happy to be here and i appreciate that sentiment and i'm sure that's how you feel for the most part but because i did post that youtube video i just wanted everybody to know that uh you know if we didn't have the patron patreon site and if we didn't have people paying a dollar a month i know it seems lousy but it's your money you know what i mean and, and you're supporting us and, and it kind of holds us to a standard of at least doing everything possible to put out an episode now this is not a traditional episode it's just me and essentially what i'm doing tell you about what i'm playing we're gonna go over some listener feedback and then we're gonna go through some of the news points and i'll give you a little bit of opinion on that usually jake is uh is the i guess the sounding board for a lot of this stuff so 
I kind of keep the show running. He offers a lot of opinions, and we bounce things back off of one another. If you're not familiar with the show, that's how usually how it rolls. But there were some things that I wanted to kind of go over here with everybody. And uh, I'm still playing. Let me see here the timestamp here. This is going to be an abbreviated show, just so you guys know. So as far as games we're playing, I'm still playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I have Intergrade, but I haven't done any of the additional DLC for Intergrade or the stuff that comes along with it. And this game I thought I was going to whiz through really fast, just breeze right through it. And I know Jake's playing it. I don't know where he's at right now, but I will say this. Uh, it's really well done, but I'm starting to feel the formula in it. It's like, it, it, it's good. It's really good. It's smooth. It's buttery. It's it's everything you want in a, in a remake like this. But it, it does feel now, and it's just a part of Final Fantasy VII, it does start to feel that, like, I, I don't know, not that it's lacking in story or anything, but it, it's like, okay, we battle a boss, we walk around, solve a couple puzzles, and we battle a boss, walk around, solve a couple puzzles puzzles, lots of cutscenes, lots of dialogue, build the story. I'm not complaining. It's just I've kind of like, I feel like I've got a bead on the formula, um, which is fine. It's a great formula. It works. But uh, I'm on chapter 18 now, and I don't want to spoil anything, but we're essentially at the point where you're told um, there's no coming back from this part. And uh, it seems like I'm going to walk right into one of the the final boss battle, if I'm being honest. Because they even tell you, if you don't have enough potions, if you don't have, uh, you know, the materia that you need or the specs that you need or the gear or equipment that you need, turn around and get it because you're about – things are about to hit the fan, you know. So that's, that's where I'm at and I'm almost through it. I haven't played anything else. I've uh, noticed that Darkest Dungeon 2 is now officially released. And you guys know I love Darkest Dungeon 1. It's not on console. And uh, I don't believe it's available on Mac. I think it's just PC on Steam at the moment. And, uh, man, if I can get my hands on that game, I'm going to bet your ass I'll be stuck in that for a while. So, um, anyways, uh, let's talk about some listener Feedback. We only had one writer. Only one person wrote into the show um, this time around, and it was Big Box. So, Big Box, thanks for writing in. He writes, gentlemen, it's a true pleasure to listen to your show at work and hear you interact with the comments section. You make us feel like first-class citizens. Hi, J1. And nice you guys are talking to one another. Appreciate that. I try to build a little mini community here. Um, and then he writes, uh, no question this week. Just want to let you know. You're both beautiful and appreciated. And I'm not going to lie, Big Box, this was the comment that made me feel like I had to do this. Uh, this was the specific thing that you said. Um, you said it's a pleasure to listen to the show at work and hear us interact with the comment section. So I'm doing that right now for you, buddy. And uh, I hope you're enjoying your day at work. And I hope that everybody who's listening to the podcast enjoying the day at work. I really appreciate the feedback. And you guys can write in on our YouTube channel if you're listening to this. You can also write at our uh, Gmail account, which I talked about earlier. We have a Twitter, but we don't really use it. And then we also uh, will take any kind of feedback on Patreon. Um, so go over there, subscribe, leave a comment, and uh, you can – um, interact with us there, preferably on Patreon, might I add, but not expected 
always appreciated. So with that being said, I want to talk about some video game news that happened this week. And this is going to be a crash and burn podcast episode because, like I said, Jake's not here. And I'm doing this for the sake of doing it, but also to kind of talk about some of the news points. I came up with the notes. I did all the notes for the show. And, uh, you know, I just want to kind of go over some stuff. So we get most of our news points. I think most of my news points today have been brought to you by Push Square. They're not an advertiser on our show, obviously, but. I, I comb their site, I comb the PlayStation blog, I comb a couple other websites, and we pull some news from them. We don't ever break news, as Jake says, but we do like to think about it and talk about it and give our opinions on it. And if that's worth anything to you, then you can keep tuning in and we'll just keep doing it. Um, but yeah, so we are a PlayStation-focused podcast. So the first news point is joining Sony's move to raise first-party game titles for the new generation of gaming to $70 a game. Sega recently announced in a financial call, quote, in the global marketplace, AAA game titles for console have been sold at $59.99 for many years, but titles sold at $69.99 have appeared in the last year. We would like to review the prices of titles that we believe are commensurate with price increases while also keeping an eye on market conditions, end quote. Now, notably, Nintendo recently released the latest Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom, and I know people are really jazzed on that um, at a $70 price point as well. So this is not just some sort of uh, a fluke or this isn't something that Sony's just doing. People are noticing and people are feeling inflation. And we have been really fortunate, I think, with the cost of the development cycle for a game. And I also believe like, you know, some might want to think that the advent of the digital era may have some sort of effect in keeping that price point down. And it very well may has la- have last generation. And um, when you think about it, you're you're not necessarily paying for distribution. Um, you get your stuff on the store, I believe, and then you take a cut from your sales goes to the uh, goes to God. So much goes goes differently. The publisher probably gets a piece. Obviously, if it's on the PlayStation Network, Sony's getting a piece. If it's on Xbox, it, you know Microsoft's getting a piece. Um, everybody gets a little piece of this. It's probably very much like how the music industry works. Um, and you know, obviously, I it's a little different though because I sell my my physical content as a musician, like my vinyl records, at twenty dollars a piece, which is actually kind of low right now in the market. Usually, vinyl are twenty two, twenty three, maybe even up to twenty five dollars a piece. I sell mine for twenty bucks because I got to work that angle that like I know I'm not big shit. So if if I can undercut some of these other people a little bit with my vinyl, maybe I can sell enough to get my money back on it, right? But then you think about video games and it's like, well, digital or uh, physical sales, who knows really where they're at, but I would imagine the trends are with digital sales at the moment. And, you know, when it comes to music, when I sell stuff digitally, um, I don't do it often because I just stream all that shit. And then that has a terrible effect on the music industry's streaming for independent artists, small artists like myself, we don't get to pocket much money doing that at all. I mean, it's a fraction of a penny anytime someone listens to a song. Whereas when digital first kind of came out, people would buy your shit on iTunes and every song that got sold, I would get like 75 cents. 
And it would take somebody, you know, because I think, I think they charge 99 and Apple would take a cut. So it was nicer when people actually just bought the tracks digitally because then I could see more money. Now, when this shit streams, man, I, I get like a fraction of a penny. So it makes me wonder with some of these streaming services how these video game developers – I'm kind of off topic. But how these video game developers get paid for that if it's like a lump sum up front for having their game featured on the streaming platform for X amount of time or if it's per stream that people play their game, they get a kickback or like – it's really – I'd really like to peel the layers of that onion back and, and maybe you know um, open the curtains up a little bit and take a peek behind the scenes and see how the numbers play out in those things. But as far as raising the price of video games, we've been really fortunate, uh, you know, with the price point. I, I mean – you know, I'm not saying that $60 is cheap by any means right now, but I'm also saying that it costs quite a bit to make a video game. And uh, it's interesting that they don't try to sell the digital stuff a little, like $5 cheaper or something, because you're not paying for brick and mortar to, to, for a space. You're not paying a distributor to, to mail those copies out. You're not paying you know, for the gas and the, and the delivery of the freight or whatever to, to move all these boxes and pay an employee to put that shit on the shelf. You know, you're not paying for all of that for digital. It's just, boom, someone does some work on the back end. It's on the PlayStation Store and there you go. So to charge 70 for digital and then charge 70 for physical, maybe they just don't want to cause, they don't want to maybe drive the market too far in, in one direction or the other. I don't know. If you have something to say about that, let me know. I thought it was interesting. Sega now... Is, is taking a step back and looking at these pricing models. And it looks like, you know, this is going to be the future. And, you know, I honestly wouldn't give it too long before it even goes up to 75 or even higher. I, you know, at a certain point, though, it, it, you got to you gotta be careful when you're with your pricing structures because um, you sell a game a little cheaper, you're going to move more units. And in the long run, you might actually make more money. There, there's a There's a science behind it. Um, especially with digital, you'd think the cheaper you can sell that shit, uh, the more you're going to move. You're not actually losing a product. You're not actually paying for anything up front. So if you can price your digital a little less, you might actually come out a little more ahead than charging 70 bucks for digital. That's my point. But who am I? Just a thought. Just a thought. But if they go streaming, it's going to be interesting for everything. Um, but I wonder how video game uh, developers and publishers get paid for, for for their streaming games, the games they have available for streaming. It can't be the same model, obviously. I wonder how they get paid for that. It's probably just like a sign-on fee or something that they get. They get like some sort of bonus for, you know, they get approached and they get a game on a streaming platform and then they just get like, boom, here you go. Here's a set fee. Here's a set uh, payout for putting your game on our platform. All right, next news point. Next news point is uh, something I could see myself getting sucked into. There's a game called Pool Blitz, and it's free on PlayStation Network for the PS5. I haven't played a pool game since Yahoo Games Pool. Yahoo Games was this thing we used to play in college. It was this online, you could play pool online for free, and it was just a top-down of the pool table. Maybe you guys know what the hell I'm talking about. Maybe you don't. But uh, I absolutely loved it, and we got really, really damn good at it. And, uh, man, if you've played Yahoo Pool, I'd be really curious to hear because it would keep – you'd keep a score. It would, like, give you a rank, and you could rank and stuff on it. It was all free. But this game, Pool Blitz, looks pretty nice. It's on PS5. 
And uh, it looks like you can play people online. And, and, you know, there is something to be said about a billiards, a game of billiards or a, some sort of a parlor game like this. I think it's really kind of cool. Um, these kind of games, I'm glad that they're not just getting lost in the ether. So check that out if you're interested. If you like to, if you like to play pool, a little nine ball, you know. I don't know. Whatever. Let's keep rolling. Next next news point uh, is this is this is interesting. In a tweet mentioning Santa Monica Studios, Sony Santa Monica Studios, Herman Holst thanked the studio and he says, quote, totally inspired by everything I saw today. Now, my question is, what do you think Sony Santa Monica is working on? We know they've moved on. God of War. Ragnarok has been done for a while. Are they working on DLC? They've already kind of said they weren't doing DLC for this. Is it a new game? Is it a they 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 kind of came out and said there's just two God of Wars and boom bam that's it. They're done with it. But I mean it's such a money maker. It's hard to say what they're working on. Sony Santa Monica, I'd like to actually see them kind of like I don't know, man. We need a first person shooter game. We need a first person game on PlayStation an IP that just fucking wrecks. Nice single-player content, some story shit, some crazy good stuff, good weapon controls. I, I don't know if Sony Santa Monica has a team to do it, but I'm going to take a sip of my drink here real quick. Usually Jake will be talking right now. <sighs> my voice is getting dry from talking into the void, but I know you guys are listening. Um, I don't know. What, what would Sony Santa Monica be making? They're probably going to stick third-person action-adventure. I, I don't know. I It's hard to say. Um, I know that um, if Herman Holst was there, they must have had something coming along far enough that would warrant his visit. You know? I would think so. I don't know. I it, It's, it's kind of tough to say. And they are PlayStation Studios. They are first-person. Um, I'm kind of curious. I'm jumping on their website right now, and uh, it looks like they're just talking. It's their website is all is all about hiring studio life. There are big pictures of Kratos stories. They've got stories from different people. The lyrics of God of War. There's really no indication here of what um, that they're working on anything really. There, there, there's nothing. Um, but I'm going to try to pull up some of their game titles, some of their past games. Um, looks like God of War Ragnarok, God of War, God of War Ascension, God of War 3, God of War 2, God of War in Connecticut, and then uh, external development games. Uh, they worked on some Twisted Metal shit. What if they're working on Twisted Metal with the new TV show coming out? I wouldn't be surprised about that. They they might be a little familiar with that a little bit. So, I don't know. I, actually, that's not a bad idea. Maybe a new Twisted Metal game from Sony Santa Monica. I mean, I guess it's possible. I still think that a Twisted Metal in VR is the way to go. If you want to sell that unit, that would be awesome. But, uh... I will shut up about that. You write in. You let me know what you think Sony Santa Monica could possibly be working on that Herman Holst went and saw and was totally inspired by. Is that just a fluff tweet to uh, make him look good to get people excited? Or did he mean it? I don't know. Tom will tell. Tom will tell. 
Next news point. Speaking of VR, this one's a good one. Um, for those who don't know, my first job ever was working at a miniature golf course. It was called Put It, and they also had batting cages. And I got to go hit free baseballs um, late at night when no one was down at the cages. And I would just set the timer and just get really, really good in the 80 mile an hour fastball pitch. And uh, it almost became like a carnival trick. Like, you know, I'm sure if I was put in a game setting, I'd never be able to hit a ball that far or that good or that well. Um, but. I also got pretty good at mini golf. Uh, so speaking of mini golf, VR, these worlds are colliding. There's a new mini golf game called Walkabout Mini Golf, which is getting really, really nice reviews. The only thing it's really getting uh, accosted on would be the graphics aren't fantastic. But I mean, really, do you want – does it need to be great? I mean, they say that the handling, the the, the putt – uh, the motion, the, the the feel is is really, really, really astounding and good. Now, they did say there were some issues with, you know, if you know how to hold a golf club, a lot of you interlock the fingers and you kind of do one of these and you golf this way. But uh, they say if you do that, it's kind of tough with the controllers and stuff, you know. So you, you kind of have to probably do one of these to golf. Uh, kind of like how you hold a baseball bat would be my guess. Some sort of weird motion there. I, maybe you golf one-handed i i don't know i'm kind of curious about it but this is definitely something i could see myself getting into or trying i need to get back in and beat moss book too i'm on like the last freaking level and uh god i don't even remember how to play the game it's not hard but i do need to get back to that so if you guys bought the vr2 headset there's this game that's making waves it's called walkabout mini golf go check that out and then briefly i wanted to jump in and talk about this Activision deal. And I know it's like sacrilegious for us to talk about it on the show. Jake hates talking about it. I don't know enough to really talk intelligently about it, if I'm being honest. Um, but I will give you guys a quick follow-up. Uh, the EU commission concluded that Microsoft would have no incentive to refuse to distribute Activision games to Sony. Um which is the leading distributor, this is straight from Push Square, by the way, which is the leading distributor of console games worldwide, including the European economic area, where there are four PS con- PlayStation consoles for every Xbox console. Um, so they're saying, you know, in, in the European economic area, there's four PlayStation consoles for every Xbox console. And they say that this decision, well, this is what I say, is, is in direct conflict with the decision that was rendered with the UK CMA, which only goes to show that there's absolutely no right or wrong way to weigh in on this, which is why it's really silly for us to cover. I, You know, everyone's going to have an opinion. They, what's that saying? They're like assholes. Everyone has one. Um yeah, man. I mean, this is one of those situations where it's just going to be complete uh, your perspective on this. Should it happen? Should it not happen? If you know, you could take a fanboy approach and just not want Sony to get the or not not want sorry Activision to be bought out by Microsoft. I get it, um, but they're saying that you know Microsoft, based on the number of consoles that Sony has in comparison to. Microsoft in their European economic area, um, Sony would have absolute or uh, Microsoft would have Jesus. Microsoft would have no incentive to refuse to distribute Activision games to Sony um, because they're the leading distributor of the console games worldwide. Sony, but that, we know how that that 
that teeter-totter can tip in the favor next console generation. We know how that works, you know? What happens next console generation when Activision is owned by Microsoft? What happens? And everyone wants to buy an Xbox now because maybe, maybe Microsoft doesn't sell shit to Sony over this shit. And then, you know, and then what? And then Microsoft is the leader in consoles. And that's possible. This is the eternal struggle between these companies that is constantly battling out. And you can't fault either one for doing what they're trying to do. I mean, Microsoft has an infinite well of money seemingly compared to Sony, and they can pretty much just buy whatever they want. But at a certain point, are they going to get so bogged down? I think they get so bogged down that they can't even keep track of what they own. And then, you know, is it a monopoly is the question. Is, is, should they be able to do this? I don't know. I, I personally would rather no studio get purchased by uh, Sony or Microsoft. But I'm not against them developing studios from the ground up for their consoles. But to buy out a studio with such a lineage as Activision just seems crazy to me. But it may happen, I guess. I don't know. This thing is back and forth. Like I said, I'm an idiot when it comes to this shit. I don't know what I'm talking about. There are other people way more knowledgeable about this than Jake and I. So we're just going to move on to the next news point. You can chime in on the comments if you want to say something about that. Now, this next one is kind of weird. This one's not really great news, but maybe it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where perspective is everything in life. You know what I mean? Apparently, Deviation Games... Um, they had an exclusivity agreement with Sony, but they recently rumored to have, but seemingly pretty sure did lay off up to around 90 of its staff, which doesn't really bode well for whatever they had in the works with Sony. Um, maybe Sony caught a whiff of it or it wasn't up to, up to snuff. Like they just, we just talked about Pixel Opus, excuse me, last episode and how they canceled, um, they closed down that shutter, that studio. They, they took it out. And uh, it sounds like Sony's making their rounds right now, and they're checking in on these studios. Herman Holst just visited, uh, you know, Sony Santa Monica. And they probably recently had visited Pixel Opus. And they probably recently just visited Deviation Games. And uh, they're making a list, and they don't want to have to check it twice. They want to know that they're, these, these studios are doing some good shit. And... Uh, either put up or shut up, right? Like, so it looks like some of the, I feel bad for all the employees, you know, who knows why whatever Deviation Games was working on, or again, this is presumably what they were working on wasn't coming together. We don't know. We don't even know what the game was or what it was they were working on. Um, There's some rumors that it was some sort of first-person game, but um, anyways, that's that, and that's kind of sad for the employees, but, uh, you know, Somebody has to pay the piper at some point, and um, you know the, it's quality control. So Sony has the one thing that Microsoft doesn't, and it's that they they uh, they're the gatekeepers to the content, and you know especially the stuff when they have agreements with these studios, they they have an investment in 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 a situation where gatekeeping is you know typically referred to nowadays as like a bad thing um it it is a necessary thing for sony to do because they have no excuse to put out anything subpar and if they are putting out subpar stuff 
then that is only more incentive for people to hop ship and go over to Microsoft and Xbox, right? And you get into that thing. But like even if they put out subpar shit, it's better, it's better than what fucking Microsoft has coming out right now. I'm not trying to be a fanboy, but it, it's truly just how I feel. Um, holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh it is what it is but yeah so yeah deviation games laid off some people are we going to see a studio closure i don't know did they have the wrong team did they have the wrong staff i don't know did they lay off these people for another reason are they not getting shut down i don't know we don't know we can only speculate and it's people's lives so i'm not gonna speculate anymore we're gonna move onward to the next news point ladies and gentlemen all right. You guys know what Summer Games Fest is, right? Comes around. Jeff Keighley has this fucking thing. All these, you know, we're not getting a uh, E3. This is kind of, we mentioned this several shows back. This is the thing to look forward to this summer. Summer's game, Summer Games Fest is June 8th. It's just around the corner. I'm recording this on May. I don't even, I actually don't even know what today's date is. May 16th. Um, and uh, yeah, so we do know. Activision, Bandai Namco, Capcom, Devolver Digital, CD Projekt Red, Epic, Gearbox, Square Enix, Warner Brothers, and so many more are going to have a presence at Summer Games Fest. What we're going to see is a whole other story. I guarantee we see stuff from the new Gollum game, the Warner Brothers game. I guarantee. I think that's Warner Brothers working on that. I'm not certain. I think it is. Ah, who the fuck knows who's working on that? Um, this is where Mr. Peters would say, ah, it ain't that, it's blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you one second. Gollum, Lord of the Rings, Gollum, if I'm right on this, be so proud of myself. Publishers, Dedelic Entertainment, Nacon, Dedelic Entertainment, um, developer, Dedelic, so I'm wrong on that. So anyways, it's upcoming. Who knows if that's going to be shown? Uh, so funny. Uh, yeah, so I corrected myself. Look, look, guys. Uh, humility is one of the best best things to suffer on a daily basis. It keeps you grounded. It keeps you honest. It keeps you uh, being able to wear other people's shoes. It's so important to be able to do that. So there we go. I screwed that up. But Summer Game Fest, June 8th. Check it out. Let me know what you want to see there and uh, we'll comment it on our next show we are going to go back and do another show this upcoming monday so we're going to record this weekend so don't fear ladies and gentlemen there will be episode 277 on monday but we're going to keep rolling keep on rolling jake and i've talked about goodbye volcano high several times and how we're not sure if this game's for us but it was kind of interesting goodbye volcano high has been delayed again it's been pushed out to august 29th and uh, all I can think about is just like they're trying their best. They're doing everything possible. Now, they might have moved it for a strategic reason. They may not have. But uh, just if anyone had that on their radar, you're going to have to wait a little bit longer for a goodbye Volcano High. This game was announced, I think, along with the PS5 or some shit. Uh, maybe I, I know it was announced a while back, and uh, we've been wondering where this game is. So I think it looks kind of interesting. I don't know. You tell me. What do you think? And then one of my favorite games on the PS5, you guys got to hear me gush about it, I'm sure, is uh, Plague Tale Requiem. If you have not played this fucking game and you're at all interested, uh, you probably should play the first one, but Requiem is so good. It's such a good game. 
And you guys really should be checking this shit out, man. You're you're sleeping on it. I'm telling you, you're sleeping on it. Um, but it now you have no excuse to not try it if you're interested because it has a free patch that now permits you to play the game at 60 frames per second. Plague Tale. Um, oh god, a Plague Tale. What what's the first game? A Plague Tale. Uh, Innocence is. Uh, got a patch for PS5 and you can play that at 60 already. So they put a little more work into this the, the sequel and uh, it's 60 also. And man, it's a long game, but it is beautiful. It's one of my favorite PS5 games right now. Um, hands down, it's one of my favorites. And uh, I, th- I really think that there's something there for a lot of people. Uh, maybe not everybody. It's got a lot of stealth mechanics and stuff, but I really, really, really enjoyed this game. Um, something else that I was thinking of, and this is, this is kind of a side note. When video game developers have children in their games, like the Metro series, or even in Plague Tale, or I, I don't know, name another game that has kids in it. I, I can't even begin to tell you. Usually, when they're going for kind of like a realistic environment, like Skyrim maybe, right? Or Fallout. I don't know if there's children in Fallout. I actually don't even think there are. I don't think there's children in Fallout. I, I think there are in Skyrim. I'm not certain, though. Maybe there's not. But I feel Bethesda was really bad at this, even if they don't do it. But where I'm driving at here is, like, kids always look really fucking goofy in video games. Like, they don't get it right. Like, the proportions are always off. Even in Naughty Dog, dude, like, some of the kids... Look a little weak, just a little weird. Like their heads are too large, or like melons or something. Like something about children in video games, they're animated goofy, or like I don't know what it is. Like, am I crazy? I think there's something about it, but I will say no game does it better than Final Fantasy VII Remake. The orphans in that game, they look like kids. You're not like, oh, something's off. Like, they just, yeah, okay, yeah. You completely buy it that they're they're children. So, something to think about. And the only reason I brought that up is because uh, Hugo is, is the main character in Plague Tale. And uh, he is a child. And they do a pretty good job in, in Plague Tale for the animations and stuff, um, truthfully. But it still, for some reason, doesn't look as realistic as the Final Fantasy 7 children. I just something that pop, you know, wh- what is that where like the human brain can detect weirdness in like uh humans or whatever they, they we have like a bullshit detector for for things like that. I don't know what it's called. It's not a Turing test. It's it's something though. It's like there's a test that you take that you don't know your subconscious boom registers something's off with this and it just ding 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 rings a bell and then you're kind of like you can't stop seeing the thing um i get that a lot with kids in video games for some reason like that doesn't look like a real kid that doesn't i'm not buying this but anyways playtale requiem check it out end of rant next news point is uh oh man i must have missed a thing here so all right next news point is there's rumors. There are rumors of a PlayStation showcase. And uh, Jeff Grubb works over at Giant Bomb has been teasing or saying that he ha- he knows. He's not allowed to say, but he's got the math figured out. And uh, it's very possibly going to occur the week of May 25th. This is a rumor. Rumor alert. Rumor. It's not 
guaranteed, but they're saying that we may get a PlayStation showcase at the end of this month. So that would be awesome. It's my birthday weekend. Um, I've got some time off work. I could sit down and relax and watch this shit if the bathroom's done. My God, the never-ending project. But yeah, dude, so... I don't know. What do you want to see at the place to showcase? What are we going to get? Are we going to see factions? Probably not. We're definitely going to get the new Spider-Man for sure. Are we going to get, I don't know, are we going to see a little bit of this Gullum game? I doubt it. I'm thinking just first party shit, probably. Um, are they going to show off the uh, the rumored PlayStation Pro or this PlayStation 5 Slim? Are they going to announce a rollout of games to plus subscribers? Are they going to announce any new features? What have they kept under lock and key? That we may get treated on if this thing happens. It is now the time for Half-Life Alex? I don't think Half-Life Alex is going to come to PSVR 2. I really don't. I wish it would. But I don't think it's going to. But shit, man. I don't know. Uh, who knows what's going to come out. Um, I, I 100% guarantee you we're going to see something for Spider-Man. Would it be cool to see some Ghost of Tsushima stuff? Yeah, some new Ghost of Tsushima would be awesome. Just hit us with something. Hit us with something awesome. You know, they got all these games as service shit coming out. Who knows? Maybe they'll they'll show off some stuff there. Um, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll see something from Bungie. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't, I really don't know. But I want to know. I want to know. Let's look at who the PlayStation Studios are real quick. Um, what studios are in PlayStation Studios? Okay, PlayStation Studios, here we go. Oh, man, Studios. We've got Bend. Ooh, something from Bend would be good. Are we going to see a new Siphon Filter game, possibly? What the, What are they working on? Blue Point, they're probably they. Although Blue Point did say that they were working on something, could they be doing a Resistance, which would be a dream freaking come true? Um, a Fire Sprite, uh, all right. Fire Walk, Gorilla Games, Haven Studios, um, which I don't think has been doing anything. Housemark, could we see something from Housemark? That would be exciting. Insomniac. You know, we know what we're getting from that. That's Spider-Man. London Studios. Haven't heard much about them. I think they were working on something. Who knows what the hell Media Molecule's doing. They just kind of put dreams aside. Um, obviously, we have Naughty Dog. Nixus. Uh, they're not really a game development studio per se. Um, they kind of do. They port stuff to, to Windows, and, and they offer support for development and game optimization. So that doesn't really count. Polyphony. Uh, Gran Turismo, I don't know what they could do with that. Um, San Diego Studios, the show. I bet you we see some of the show. I bet you we see some of the show. Baseball season's upon us. I bet you we get some of the MLB, the show, for sure. Um, Sony Santa Monica, I mean, Santa Monica Studio. I mean, could we possibly see what Herman Holst is maybe cluing in on here? Are we going to get like a weird trailer? I hope not because it's probably way, way the hell out if they're, we're going to get a taste of anything they're working on now. Um, Sucker Punch, eh, Ghost of Tsushima 2 maybe, huh? I don't know. Um, Team Asobi, uh, I don't think, they, didn't they get rid of Team Asobi? I don't remember. Um, I'm trying to see here. Valkyrie Entertainment and XDev. Okay. 
that's what they're saying is part of the studios right now. So, um, yeah, I don't know what we're going to see, man. I, it, it's anybody's freaking guess at this point. And Jake will probably correct me on six of those things I just said. But And you can too if you want to write in and correct me. But uh, you know what? Be kind because until you guys go do a podcast all on your own and just talk for you know 45 minutes or whatever, um, please be kind with your commentary. I know I'm doing it and uh, this is our show so it should be half decent. But I've never done a solo podcast before. I've always brought somebody on. And uh, for the sake of you guys, I just wanted to do this show. Talk about some news points. Bring everybody up to snuff on where things are at with our show. Don't be worried. We're not disappearing. We're not going anywhere. Just didn't work out this week. And you know, you can't win them all. Um, We have real jobs and uh, I have a side hustle with music. We have a side hustle with the podcast. We have other lives outside of this business, just like you guys do. So this is a labor of love and uh, I wouldn't be doing it today if it weren't. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I want to get to new games real quick, hitting the PSN, and then I'm going to close things down. And I do thank you guys for tuning in. If you've made it this far, I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, new games. May 15th, Pool Blitz. We just talked about that. Trackmania, PS5, PS4. May 16th, Humanity, which I hear is interesting. Uh, Ten Hearts, which I think looked awesome. Was it Tin Hearts that looked good? Warlander, Zool, Redimensioned, May 17th, Under the Warehouse, World Championship Boxing Manager 2, May 18th, Firmament, May 19th, Cyber Citizen, Shockman, and Lego 2K Drive. I want to look up Tin Hearts. Why is that ringing a bell? Um, What is Tin Hearts? Oh, Oh, it's like a Lemmings game. This game kind of looks like a Lemmings game. This Is it VR? No. Guide a troop of tin soldiers through a beautiful toy-filled world of full of magic and mystery. Solve elaborate puzzles. So, yeah, not what I thought it was. All right. Disregard is what it is, folks. Those are the games coming out this week. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Tell end of your week at least. And, hey, I gave you something to listen to while you're sitting at work on a, on a Wednesday. And you're like, God damn it, I wish I wouldn't have blown through all those podcasts. And uh, now I'm bored for the rest of the week. So now you, got, you had this to listen to. Sorry that it's just me. Jake, sorry that it's just me. And we'll be back in full effect next week. Barring any unforeseen circumstances, uh, you know, we will be back. So, I mean, I don't have anything else to say except we really do appreciate our listener base. Jake and I talk about it off camera quite a bit, how it's just kind of wild that we have people that listen to us talk about video games. Um, you know, they they say part of being successful with this stuff is just being consistent and, and uh showing that you care um which isn't why we're telling you but like it is true um we're totally grateful for every one of you but like the other thing is like you know people want to feel like they're part of the thing and you guys certainly are part of this and uh, whether you're a patron or not um of the show if we didn't have any listeners which we've been there for a long time um we're starting to get some listeners if we didn't have that listener base would we still do it sure we probably fucking still do it we wouldn't be as committed to doing it every week though i think we would kind of fall off a little bit like we have in the past and you guys have kind of held us accountable 
and uh, have kind of bolstered our spirits and made us feel good about this little show that we have. And uh, honestly, it's 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 special. Um, it's really special. It's it's different. We're both older. I, I'm turning 42 this month. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. But we've been playing games since we've been kids, man. And, uh, you know, you got to have a part of your life that you still really enjoy. Um, you know, all this adulting stuff can weigh you down. It can be frustrating. And uh, if you can't enjoy the things that you enjoyed as a kid because somebody says so, then fuck them. You know, do do the things that you like to do. Play video games. Uh, read choose your adventure own adventure books have dungeons and dragons night collect collect gi joes you know what i mean collect them they're cool they're cool as shit it's fun be a nerd be a geek whatever you want to call it and i say that in a in a loving way in an endearing way do the things that you love to do because you know one of these days you're not going to be able to that's just a fact so happy to spend the day with you guys thank you for tuning in to episode 200 God, I don't even know what episode it was. 276 of PS. This is awesome. You can tune in every Monday with the exception of this week, which it's airing on Wednesday or just as soon as I get it out. I'm just going to put this shit out as soon as I can. It'll be almost Wednesday by the time you get this. And uh, again, if you like the show, if you want to give us a little booster shot in the arm to uh, raise our spirits and keep us moving, um, you know, leave us a kind word, leave us a comment. It's it's really fun to interact with y'all, and uh, we appreciate it. And uh, you know, I'll shut up because I can ramble for a bit, and uh, I don't want to be that person right now. So I got some tough stuff I got to get to, but we'll be back next week. And thank you for tuning in and listening to those news points I thought were relevant. And uh, hopefully, you saw the funny graphic I put up on the YouTube channel of of Jacob. And uh, you know, if you didn't, make sure you go tune in, subscribe over there. All right, guys. So. This is going to be weird though, Mr. Peters. Like Kid Icarus, which I don't think is a PlayStation game, but I put it on there because it's a great game. First time for everything. Kid Icarus, King Oddball, and the King of Fighters. P.S. This is awesome.